1: Okay everybody, we are re-releasing a classic All Too Real 2 podcast episode in honor of baseball returning. Here is our classic review of The Sandlot 2. Okay hey everybody, uh welcome to the All Too Real 2 Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Michael E. Cone II. Uh, with me as always is my co-host, the very enthusiastic Matthew Haas. What is up the sky? Good to be here. Okay, that was good, Matt. I am I'm, I'm I'm loving this enthusiasm. Okay, uh, today we're uh we're we're uh we're delving into the world of direct to video sequels. Um, we're going to do a little series on these, um, this episode, we will be covering the Sandlot 2, the 2005 direct video film directed by, uh, David Mickey Evans and written by him as well. He also wrote and directed the first one, so, and narrates both, so, uh. has different characters. Yes. <laughs>
0: which makes total sense. Hey, the third one goes into time travel, so like I'm saying...
1: Yeah, we'll get into that this one whole later. universe might be screwed up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. So I know you have a lot to say about this movie, Matt. Um, I know you just absolutely loved it, right? Yeah, it was all right. I kind of <laughs> lied when I said I had
0: a lot to say about it, because, I mean, there's really not much to say other than it was... Yeah, it was, it was a, a decent movie to watch at, like, 2 in the morning... And, you know, you try to fall asleep and, you know, you don't have to really concentrate too hard to watch it, but you still have to pay attention. I mean, it's not like it's it's not like some weird show about, you know, explosions in the sky or anything like that. I mean, you still have to pay attention a little bit to it. But, you know, other than that, you know, it's a good movie just to chill out, to. So it's like better
1: than like uh, having the TV off.
0: Yeah, I think so. I would say it's better than having the TV off. Yeah. It I was. It's preferable to nothing. Yes. Yes. So it's not that bad. I'm just kidding. I know. But it was, <laughs> it, I'm just saying. It was. Yeah. You know. I mean. It, I'm not like some angry, you know,
1: reviewer who's going to have heart attack about it or anything like yeah. that. But well, I'm glad because I don't know any medical training well, yeah. of any kind, and I don't want you to die and talk. Die too. in the studio. If, yeah. You know. If you could, Yeah. <laughs> so the basic storyline here, um, according to the Internet Movie Database. Um, is, uh, in the 12 years since the, in the 12 years since the comedic sequel to 1993 Sandlot, a new group of kids have moved into the Sandlot. David Durango, Mac McKing, Saul, and his deaf brother, Sammy Fingers, Fingers, and, uh, Tarkel, um, Scotty's, um, Scotty's younger brother, Scotty Smalls, that is, um, younger brother, Scott. Johnny Smalls, um, and a uh, surprise for the for *Sandlot* two, a girl in the group, Ooh. Haley Goodfarer. Um, when uh, when Johnny mistakenly sends a model rocket over the junk fence in the Great Fear's yard, the gang must retrieve it, even with the help of the retriever. Um, who is played by Griffin Riley Evans, who is actually the director's son, by the way. Mm. Anyways uh, I was wondering why the Anyway, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> no, No 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 comments here. Um a, a kid who steals dog tags and finds the uh Great Fear uh Great Fears a, a fear a challenge. Um Yes, complete with another um psychotic name calling scene with Mac. And uh, Little League Captain Singleton, um, you know, which is very reminiscent of the other. Uh, and of course, with James Earl Jones as Mr. Myrtle, I just wonder uh, uh, how much uh, they paid him to be in this movie. I do have a lot to talk about this, actually. This movie, sorry, yeah. Ahead. OK, so basically we're kind of retreading the same plot. But instead of the Babe Ruth baseball that got knocked that got put into um, Mr. Myrtle's uh, backyard, <laughs> uh, this time it's it's. It's a, it's a model space rocket for a guy that's working for NASA who, for some reason, lives in the San Fernando Valley. I'm pretty sure—I I guess you can live outside of, like, you know, Cape—what what would have been, like, Cape Canaveral at the time. I don't know. Do they— Name it Cape Kennedy at that time yet. I don't know, but that or, or, or Houston, or I, I'm pretty sure those are like the only two locations for NASA headquarters. I mean, I think there is one in Ohio as well, but there, you know, but it's still, it's, I don't think there's one in the San Fernando Valley where this movie takes place, even though it was shot in Vancouver, Canada. The first movie was actually shot in some other state than California as well. So it, all of the, the Sandlot is in the San Fernando Valley of California, but none of them were shot in California, from what I understand. So, which is very strange. I don't know. It's like why place it there if it's not. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, we're retreading the same same thing. We've got you know the kids of the Sam lot being picked on by the by the little league team. You've got the you know they gotta have a game to see what's who's gonna get the field and blah blah blah. And you know you just threw in some you know women lib type stuff with with girls and stuff, which I mean, I'm all okay with, but, uh, it was way over the top. That's, I was going to say, they yeah. overplayed the whole, oh, her mom's a feminist card.
0: get it? get it? get it? Yeah. Like, like who actually really talks like this mom? That, like maybe a few people, but I doubt yeah. uh, and, and if, if they did, I doubt that person would have a husband in the family.
1: Cause the people would just be totally like bored but, to death from hearing it. Even if, even if this person existed, I mean, they, it wasn't just her. It was, it was the girl's, it was uh and i mean i'm all for you know i'm i'm i consider myself a feminist i mean i'm all for women's rights and everything but it was way over the top you know and like what kid is going to be name dropping gloria steinem right i mean uh, you know a Toledo native by the way but yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, she yeah,
1: is. yeah. <laughs> even even she was that was getting
0: like annoyed with it like cause whenever yeah. she would try to talk to her mom about something she would just like quote something she like Oh gee, thanks, man. Like you know, it's like I'm a I'm a fucking kid here. Like you know, yeah. give me something I could but, actually. But, you know,
1: but later think, in the movie, <laughs> you know she she is like I mean at one point in the movie she is like uh you know name dropping Gloria Stein. I think they just wrote that to try. I don't I don't yeah, think and, her and, character would say that. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, that it made about as much sense as the black kid saying "solid" like uh, three times within the first twenty minutes of the movie or something.
0: I want to talk about that too. The, yeah, the token black character. So at the end, yeah, I'm kind of going to the end of the movie here. Yeah, no, that's fine we when they're really when they're talking night. about whatever what happened in people's lives. Oh uh, yeah, so and so created. I like this. So the so the oh the the two white kids created you know a hip hop record label. Yeah, which became hugely successful. It was called Def, Def Jam Records. Definitely oh okay. Bad. Joke. But then Bad the jam. one black kid, his story is he got abducted by aliens and no one ever saw him again. So it's like it's always like the black character has to have like this goofy story because, you know because you can't take a black character seriously apparently, so yeah. It's gotta be some stupid like why couldn't, you know, the black kid have a family or settle down or not own not, a department store. No, he's gotta be abducted by aliens, you know. But, but
1: like... not to mention, I mean not to mention the uh the fact that the two nameless girls in the movie too
0: <laughs> That's right. They had no names.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean I'm sure they did, but I don't know. They never really said them in the movie. Anyways, the the two nameless uh um friends of Haley, um at the end they they went on to do the most courageous thing in the world, which was according to the narrator, which was to raise three kids each. They both had three kids exactly, yeah, and they went on to raise them. They did nothing else with our lives no nothing no, there, and there, no, there. no nothing of any significance so, I mean I'm not saying that you know being a mother isn't important, and it is, but it's like for a movie that's trying to push this feminist you know this this feminist message, you end the movie with. Two of your female characters just becoming housewives, basically, according to the way you're talking. And like I mean, I it just kind of seems counterproductive there.
0: I, I mean, it was written by one guy. Yeah. That's probably why he didn't have any input from anyone else. So he's like, Here here's, here's well, I, what I think feminism is, is some wife constantly quoting Gloria Steinem. Yeah. It's
1: like, you know what I mean? Like, but it's cool, it's totally cool. It's like it's yeah. probably the only thing he knew about uh, feminism was he heard the name Gloria Steinem <laughs> yeah, once. Not um, to make fun of him but No, I you know, mean he, he's a good guy. I mean he did make the first one. Yeah, the um, first one. But was good. yeah, this one's not that bad actually. I mean it, for, for a sequel it's not really that bad as bad as we're making it sound. But um the other uh interesting thing too about like the things at the end, uh they say uh something about uh Haley becoming a a, a model which seems like another Kind of anti-fascist thing. <laughs> but they did make her a Olympic softball player. That's but right. it's funny because um I mean she okay. It said that she would have been been an Olympic softball um you know been been on the Olympic softball team and you know won some gold medals or whatever. Uh it would have been pretty unlikely because uh women's softball did not become an Olympic sport until 1996. And this movie takes place in 1972. As she, was, she And they were 12 years old at the time. She would have been around 35 years old in 1996. Very unlikely age for an Olympic softball player. I mean, it's starting out. It, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's possible, yeah. but I don't think many women would be playing softball at 35. That's kind and of just it. starting out, yeah. Well, I mean, not necessarily just well, starting out. Well, I mean, out.
0: like in the Olympics, like if they were in the well, Olympics well, for 10 years or well, she then, could
1: have been uh, playing softball for years, and if that was the first year they had an Olympic softball team, oh, yeah. they might have wanted some experienced people on the team. I guess it, theoretically, she could have been on the Olympic softball team. I don't think that's what he was going for. I think it was just over. Yeah. The, yeah I, think. I, I don't think he did his research <laughs> no. to find out that you know, I, it didn't enter the I think he wrote this like in a, a period of like six months probably. <laughs> yeah, I think he kind of rushed it. Probably. So I think you're giving him a little bit more leeway here. Six months? Uh, I, I, mean, I'm, I'm not I'm saying like six hours. Six hours, no. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know people that can write better. Like... Well, that's the thing.
0: Like you said, it, it's pretty much a rehash to the first movie with just a, di- yeah. a few differences here and there. Instead of a baseball, it's, you know, a rocket or, or like a model rocket. Now, I was even thinking to myself last night, Cause I was kind of, I was getting kind of angry just because like the movie, like the movie's pacing is so erratic because like I'd be watching it and it's like, it's kind of going like a pretty standard linear thing. I'm like, okay, it's not too bad. Then it just kind of goes off in these weird directions. Then they do the, of course they do the obligatory 4th of July scene. Another thing from the first movie, mind you about the fireworks display. Oh yeah. Um, how they're playing like you know, Spirit in the Sky in one one scene, not not from that one, but and then it's like I, mean, I, was, I was just thinking to myself, yeah, apparently they spent all of their money on the soundtrack. Oh, I know acting because yeah. like I mean, and the effects and everything. Like just Spirit in the Sky, and then there was another song that was
1: relatively. Oh, there, there, there was they they did taking care of business. That's right, there was another one. Yeah, and um, so there were some other uh, like there was a lot of actually. Decent set of songs in the soundtrack. I mean, but then again, who knows how much those songs cost? Because some of those songs I hear in a lot of movies, so it's like it might just be a little bit. Yeah, James Earl Jones. Like he's yeah, and it wasn't like they were using you know the Beatles in this or something, which would have cost a lot. Yeah, (laughs) but I don't know. Yeah, and James Earl Jones probably ate up some of the budget there just (laughs) Just for for his first one
0: scene. And I was thinking too. I was. I actually. I was. I was really sad. When that scene happened, like I was hoping against hope, my like, please, don't let that be James Earl Jones. Please let it be a different character. And it's like, nope. Turns out, I'm like, oh my fucking god! Like, really? It's
1: like, why? Like, so we. Well, have, it makes you feel better. He's not in the third one.
0: Well, it doesn't make you feel better actually, because he's <laughs> he's too important. I think to lend himself the face, no matter how much they paid him. Yeah. I mean, granted, they offered him like three million dollars to do five minutes scene, fine, whatever. But I'm just like, I'm watching. I'm like, please. Yeah, who knows how much they offered him. Was it, did you look it up? No, I'm just saying, like,
1: I'm just saying
0: it's easy money. I mean, you only have to film for, like, one day, and then there you go. I
1: mean, who knows? He could also be friends with the director, too, and maybe did it for him, you know.
0: Who knows? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just watched it, and I'm like, oh, God. And, like, here we go again with the story about the dog and how it's the son of his old dog who everyone's also afraid of that dog. It's like, dude, Maybe you're like a bad dog owner if you constantly have dogs that people are afraid of. Like, I mean,
1: you know, and my my thing is it's like, he, okay, he's blind. Yeah, which we established in the first right. Movie. Okay, uh, that I get. Okay, is he also deaf? Because the uh, the that, that big that that big art piece that he made you know, I, I, art, art piece, yeah, uh, that that made as a fence, you know, out of old like uh, refrigerators and uh you know, um, washers and dryers and stuff. Anyways, it fell down really hard. Yes. And he didn't know about it until the kids came to the door to tell (laughs) him. We're talking about
0: multiple washers and dryers, like probably at least like 20 or 30 of them. Not to mention all the other scrap metal that makes a a loud claim when it lands. Yeah. All of it just completely falls down onto the field. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. He's listening to records. I don't know what he's doing inside his house. And then and it's like and that's the other thing too, though he's blind. That's been established. Just first movie, okay. How did he? How was he able to climb up this extremely dangerous structure with washers and building and building An art piece? How did he never fall down or
1: have something? I'm, not, I'm not saying blind people can't make art. No, pieces, I'm not. But still, it's like, did he have help with this? Did, yeah, this is not a regular art piece. Did the dogs help him? Yeah, with maybe this? maybe his dog helped him push. <laughs> push up a, a dryer or something of a ramp i don't know i'm just trying to figure out what happened how they did this but it's uh i mean because i mean like i said you know blind people can be artists uh you know i saw a movie once called blue that was just a blue screen for two hours but it was a guy but doing because he he had uh he had contracted aids and he was dying and all he could see was the color blue. oh wow and he made and he was a filmmaker I'm trying to remember the guy's name but uh he um he made this movie where it was just basically it was a kind of a day in his life, but it was just the audio basically in a like a blue screen. Oh, like a
0: narration. Okay, cool. Yeah. It was kind of cool. Uh, oh, yeah. I wasn't trying to say that because he was blind, he couldn't make something. But I'm just like, I'm just saying that, that was no art piece. That was a wall. That was a freaking wall. No matter how he sliced it. like, Yeah. It was a, and you know, it's like, just like in the first movie, he doesn't want people. Knocking on his door constantly because all the stupid rumors have going around about how he's got kind of a, a
1: monster of a pet. Well, he actually wants them to knock on the door. Oh, he does. Oh, no, no that's what he said. Because oh, it was, why okay. didn't you kids just come? Oh, to the yeah, door? right. Why didn't you come? And the same thing he did in the first movie. It's like why didn't you just knock on the door and ask me for the ball? And right, this, this one, it's like why didn't you just come to the door and ask me for the rocket? Right. He's like, I would have gone and gone out and got it for you.
0: And like what? But what was his name, Johnny Smalls, or, or was that the original character? What's this kid character's name? Uh, this kid is Johnny Smalls. Johnny. So Johnny knew about this, this guy or relatively knew about the story from his older brother. Yeah. So how come at no point did he be like, huh, this seems kind of weird. I remember my older brother telling me a story like this. Why don't I go call him and talk to him and ask him?
1: About this. How they settled the deal. Instead, no, I'm just not going to bother him. I'm just going to figure it out. So it basically just makes the whole point of the first movie kind of moot. I mean, it's like, it, are are like, pointless, because these kids, you know, you think that would have been the one thing, because it seemed like after the, after the events of the first movie, that those kids would have kind of become friends with Mr. Myrtle. Yeah. And, and, uh, maybe... If this is his little brother, he would have at least introduced him to him at one point or mentioned him and said, hey, you know, that guy's a cool dude, you know, or whatever. You know, it's like. Don't be afraid of his dog, you know. Yeah. Or 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 don't be afraid of him. Right. I mean, because regardless of the dog, all you had to do was knock on the dude's door and he would have got you the rocket.
0: But, you know, we need the movie, you know, so I do kind of like the idea of the rocket. Yeah. Being more high stakes than a uh, autographed baseball. I mean,
1: I do yeah, understand. But, but then in the end, in the narration, they talk about how the rocket wasn't even that important. It was the blueprints the, right. uh, of um, Mr. uh, Mister Goodfair. Um, it, was, it was his blueprints of the rocket. Yeah. And I mean, Mr. I mean, that's the other thing. Greg German, who played Mr. Goodfair, is actually a, Pretty well known actor. Yeah. At that time, he wasn't too far off of doing Ally McBeal, which he was on for years. And right. so, I'm sure they paid him a decent amount of money. Yeah, I mean, it's uh... even though he wasn't in that many scenes either, but still, it was. Okay, <laughs> I talked about that too. So, yeah, his the
0: fact that he has three locks on his door, and then yeah. he just somehow forgets to close the door all the way when he's late for his flight. Like, really, like he like... would have had to lock them though, too. You know, you think he would have at least locked one of them. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, they needed that to, you know, start the next part of the movie. But I'm just thinking this guy is so secretive about his stuff that he has three locks and then he just leaves the door open. But also with the ambiguity of talking to Johnny the day before about, hey, why don't you come over on Friday morning? And so, you know, we'll test out that rocket. So then he sees the door open. So he's like, well, maybe. Maybe he meant for me to do I don't know, you know, then he sets it up and then he he wasn't gonna release it until the guy got home but then he fell asleep and then he dropped the yeah, remote. My my
1: then... thing is is if if this 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 parent that I barely knew <laughs> said, Hey, you know, you can come over and, you know, we'll we'll play with rockets. <laughs> no, not not I mean you know that sounded kinda of dirty. <laughs> but um <laughs> Oh no, no no, but anyways, like if like if if your neighbor when you're a kid says, Hey, you know, I, I we we can we can do this thing at this certain time, you know, whatever kind of adult it is or whatever, I'm not gonna just go about myself and set up this rocket <laughs> right. and, and say, Oh, it's okay, he'll be here soon and we'll take care of this and do right. it, you know. No. And 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 think that he's not gonna be mad at me for touching, you know, his rocket. That just sounds bad <laughs> again.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> An actual rocket.
1: No, yeah, no. we're talking about it. It looks like a you know like, well, an like a NASA model rocket. Model rocket. Yeah, <laughs> but an
0: actual model rocket, not a euphemism. It's an actual yes model rocket. <laughs> Too big for any you know an enemy to ever. So so
1: um. <laughs> wow. Uh... How about them, uh, Sandlock? Yeah, yeah, huh? in, their, in their baseball. The
0: Sandlock, let's talk about them. Okay, so, yeah,
1: so, uh, so, so let's talk about the different characters, yeah. too. Yeah, so we've got, um, we've got David Durango, who's basically your Benny from the first movie, yeah. you know, in, in a way, because he's like the kid that's all about the baseball and, yeah, and all about the girls eventually, but, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Sister so, Cool, sort of. Yeah, I mean, it, well, not really. And, and, and I mean, the thing is, the, these kids aren't... I mean, not that the kids in the first movie were great actors. They just seem to have a little bit more chemistry together than these kids did. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that they didn't have any, but it just seemed like... I mean, David Durango, he's... Uh, I mean, the, the guy who... Uh, Max uh, Lloyd-Jones, who played who played him, he's gone on to do other things, like he was in Once Upon a Time and stuff. Oh, okay, like I, cool. But he's he seems like a decent actor, but here in this movie at times it almost seems like he's bothered by being Yeah. It just, he just gives this thing like, like, why am I doing this? (laughs) Yeah. Like, am I doing this for the paycheck or what? You know, that sort of thing. It just feels like that to me a little bit. I don't Um, know if you got that same vibe. Well, just the
0: whole, the whole, the whole deal just feels forced to me. I mean, to an extent. I mean, like you got the, the, personally, I, the only characters I liked the most was Haley because she was a girl yeah, and I was tired, it was tired.
1: Something, something. It was actually a different character.
0: Yeah, someone that you didn't see before. Like, because yeah. every, like you said, everything else is pretty much like a like a carbon copy of the other characters in some way. So here's someone that wasn't involved, and then of course you know then then you could add in the new new spin to the whole you play baseball like a girl thing because you know that's that was always used as an yeah. insult. So then she's like, okay, well you know. I'll, I'll strike you out with my super fast softball pitch or whatever, and then uh, which is interesting too because they did technically they didn't win that game that was supposed to settle. The no, he just he just beat up beat the shit out of the guy. Yeah, that was that. That's what made him leave. So it's interesting they didn't win. Yeah, uh, the game and which again kind of goes into the whole feminist thing again. So you know the whole then it goes back into you can't hate a girl. It's like it's like it's like the writer. He's, like, trying to strike this balance,
1: but doesn't really know how, so he keeps going back and forth. It it took a guy to defend the girl. So it's kind of like, I don't know if that, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, you can can still defend someone, but
0: I just, like, they made it into, like, the whole, like, he, I think he even literally said knight in shining armor in the narration. Like, I think he literally used the words. So it's like, and then, like, she even looks back at him, and she's, like, got tears streaming from her eyes because she got hurt. Well, I mean. The guy basically punched her in the boob. I mean, so yeah. it's kind of. That's that's like getting hit in a. If you're male, that's like getting hit yeah. in a certain area. So it's, yeah, it's obviously that would be extremely painful. But and you know you would be have to be an asshole to even do that just to win you know
1: a baseball game. But and and I mean and. And and uh, the girl that played Haley was a decent actress too, Samantha Burton. She's never done anything since. Yeah, she was a little bit too like snotty though. She was a little bit. I mean, I mean, it was over the top. It was over the top. Yeah, but most of them were. Um, yeah, but uh, there, there's like, uh, I mean, the kid who played Johnny Smalls, um, James Wilson. Yeah, um, he. I wasn't a huge fan of. <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> I don't know how to explain him. He just didn't seem like he... He seemed like he he was really excited to be there, though, at least more than...
0: Yeah, he he was super enthusiastic, but he was, like, out of place the whole time. Yeah. Did he even play? Was he even on the team, or was he just always watching? I think he was just always watching. I don't think he ever played, really. So that's that. I guess that's another different thing. He, the one of yeah. Small's
1: character, wasn't actually on the team. And yeah. had to become good at baseball or even want to play baseball. I mean, I don't think I don't. He might have played at one point. I don't know. I don't, I don't even so. remember. That. I don't think so. I don't remember either. That's a good thing. Um, good, good thing already, to look at. Yeah, yeah. We already talked about Haley. Um, and then uh, Mac, who was the, the the curly head, <sighs> curly haired blonde kid, um, who is uh, played by uh brett kelly and he he was also in bad santa one and two that kid oh my i i was just gonna say that was that the yeah he was this he was the kid in uh in bad santa i mean he was good in bad santa but still the the thing about his uh he's actually surprisingly also in um slap shot three so he's hmm. another uh sequel um let's <laughs> go a classic movie mm-hmm. <laughs> sports movie um <laughs> um We should cover that someday. Yeah. Um, I've only seen Slapshot 2. I've never seen Slapshot 3. I've, of course, seen the original Slapshot, which is probably one of the best hockey movies ever made. Um, Yeah, he was in Bad Santa 1 and 2, and um, he still seems to be pretty active as an actor. He was in Like Mike 2 as well. Direct video sequel to Like Mike. Um, (laughs) Yeah. He seems to want to like to do these uh, directed videos yeah. to sports movies because like Mike was a basketball movie. And yeah, it's like, I don't know. But anyways, he yelled all of his lines. If you watch that movie, he had like,
0: yeah, it was no like, come on. Like there's no, there's never a time when you're not yelling something.
1: Yeah that it, that's it didn't overact, matter what he said man. overacting like I need to make a point, yeah and of course he was kind of like the the ham character in the first movie in a way I mean he was the chubby kid so and apparently they have to have the same personality because they're fat so. and, but I mean the thing is though in the first movie um the kid who played ham oh, what, what the heck is that actor he, he was in a bunch of stuff too yeah like he, he's actually just recently um he has a recurring role in glow Oh okay. Of all things, huh. it, it's kind of interesting, and he's he's actually pretty funny in that. Um, but uh, I because I, I saw him in Glow, and I was like, "Is that the kid from Sandlot?" <laughs> and it is. He's grown up. You know, he's like in his 30s or whatever. Excuse yeah. me, it's yeah. the character
0: from Kick It Out, the Disney movie about soccer. Excuse me, which was way better than Sandlot. Sandlot. It wasn't, but I don't even know if I've yeah. heard of 1995. That movie. Kick It
1: Out. Was it like a Disney Channel movie? or something?
0: No, it was a real movie. Well, I mean, re- it was a movie that went into the theaters. Really? And then they played the song by Hard that goes, kick it out. That was part of the whole move, the soundtrack to the, the trailer. <laughs> like, kick it out. De- 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 de, or whatever, however the song goes. But, you know, and then like, they're like, yeah. Cause, like, I think one, the kids had like a really strong kick. And that yeah. was like the big gimmick was the kid could kick real hard so that like he would kick throughout the whole field and still score goals, kind of like Earbud, which we'll get into maybe in another yeah, episode, but definitely, you know, the kid was able to, you know, like every time he would score a goal, be like kicking out or whatever. I don't know, I haven't seen it in like twenty years. So I don't remember <laughs> what happened. I think you're just making this no, no, up. No, doing... no, he was in it. So I remember, I remember, I remember there was some journey they had to go. They had to discover something. They had to. I remember that character. He, he had snacks, I think, or I don't remember. And then they had to go somewhere after dark. So I don't even remember. They looked for something. Who knows? It was some weird thing they had to do. Are you sure this wasn't like some kind of dream? No, it was a real. Okay, okay just making sure. <laughs> then he was also in, son-in-law. Oh yeah, with uh, with uh, Pauly with, Shore. with the weasel.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, weasel. Yeah, yeah. Polly's Polly's. Uh, th- this is the second time I've talked about him today. I had an interview earlier oh, wow. today, and we talked about Polly Shore. But anyways. Just randomly. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, uh the uh yeah, his mom just passed away recently, which is sad at okay. midseat. Sure. Um but uh we're getting sidetracked Yeah, know. a little bit. Um so then we had uh we had uh Saul and Sammy, the brothers, who were uh the kind of lanky lanky kid and then his deaf brother, who they called fingers. Yeah, because he talked with his fingers. I, I guess that's the reason why they go. Yeah, yeah, it kind of seemed a little insensitive to deaf people, in my opinion, a little bit. But I guess
0: nineteen seventy-two. Yeah, I thought it was because he was handsy with women yeah but that's they, another thing too if, uh, you know apparently sexual harassment is cool as long as you're 12 years old
1: yeah then, it's, or, it's, it's, yeah because that's what i was not harassment assault sorry yeah that's what i was about to bring yeah. up is yeah. like sam sam um sammy goes you know goes to the kissing booth at the he, he finds uh some some uh platform shoes and puts them on and uh goes to the kissing booth at the carnival you know because we have another carnival scene just like oh the yeah first movie yep because we got to hit all the marks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But in, in this one, um, you know, but instead of, you know, people puking on a, uh, on a ride, we get, we get a uh, Bigfoot shit and, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. A Bigfoot shit. And, and, uh, and also, uh, you know, uh, a sexual assault scene. Yeah. You know, Which also hits the mark from the first for, for, because... from the Wendy peppercorns yeah thing
0: from the first one. So they had to but, they had to yeah. put that in the same. They had to kind of go for broke and do two do a twofer yeah you know do uh at the carnival scene instead mm-hmm. of the pool scene. But uh yeah because
1: they probably just couldn't afford to get a pool. So they probably... was...
0: <laughs> well they had they had Haley's pool pool at
1: her backyard. house, but that's the only thing they could <laughs> put on in the backyard yeah. because uh, I don't know budgetary don't... reasons. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess people have above ground pools in California. I don't know. I don't. I don't live there, so I don't know. But um, I always just seem to think when I think of California, I always think of in ground pools, yeah. and you know. But especially I'm sure, the seventies, man. That yeah. would that
0: would be like the pinnacle of in ground. Yeah, but this was I'm shot in, in Vancouver, so yeah. Um, That's right.
1: <laughs> the. Uh, but but needless to say though, he, he, Sammy goes up to the girl in the. The uh, girl, I think, is uh, billed as, like, uh, I can't remember. Let me see here if I can find this really quick. She was billed as, I thought the billing for her was just kind of, she was billed as hot young lady. In the <laughs> credits. Wow. Yeah. Not not even kissing booth woman or. No, they they just... called her hot young lady. Wow. I just thought that was. And, and, and then the guy who is in there, too, is billed as. That, that that pulls pulls Sammy off of her when he sexually assaults her is build as boyfriend.
0: There's no they... indication whatsoever that he was her boyfriend. No,
1: I thought he was just a dude working with
0: her. That's what I thought, too. Like, he was yeah. a bodyguard, etc. Yeah. If anyone tries any uh-huh. to get too handsy, he just throws them out. That's what I thought yeah. he was. I thought maybe he was just another carnival worker. And plus, why that. would her boyfriend just be standing around why while she's, she's working? Dudes. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Weird. Because I have another job there or something, just like, all right, I'll follow. I'll go to work with you and just watch you watch work. you kiss a bunch of dudes
1: <laughs> until some Cause kid. Because there's, there's nothing that I personally, if I had a girlfriend, would want to do more in my life than watch her get kissed by a bunch of guys. I mean, they're all cheek kisses, but, but but still,
0: but still, and of course, you know, the final straw is you know some kid, you know, completely.
1: Going to town on her, I mean, yeah, some twelve year old, and then steals her gum, and then later, and then later on in the in in the in the in the post in the the, well in the credit part where they talk about his future, he creates some kind of um, gum company called Kissing Booth Gum or Uh, something, which uh, was lame.
0: I love how like all their futures have to have something to do with that one summer. Like nothing
1: before before,
0: or since happened to them is in any way. Influenced
1: their lives that would warrant... Because everything that's ever happened in my life happened the summer that I was 12. Yeah.
0: You know? Just that summer. Yes. No other summer, no other time of any other year. No, no. Just I that.
1: I honestly don't even remember what I was doing when I was 12. In I mean, July. I, I think I was working when I was 12, but still, it's that summer, I mean... I that remember. summer, like... I was in the factory in Tacoma, and I used to work out at the Mud the Toledo Mud no, Hens baseball games. Speaking of baseball, Mud Hens. Yep, Hen Town. Sorry, I missed Terry. <laughs> <laughs> What's the,
0: is it called Hentown? Uh, no, oh, uh, I thought they called it Hentown. No, oh, okay. <laughs> maybe <it's just>, <laughs> Henville,
1: maybe Hent, Hensville. Yeah, I had. And then Mudville and uh, different things you can call. Hentown it. sounds better than Mudville to me. Mudville yeah. sounds almost well they like could they, dirty they, like they wanted to call the uh, downtown by the stadium the new state newer stadium. I still call it the new stadium even though it's been around for like like sixteen years, years two thousand two. But, but it's, it, they uh they 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 have a little area called Hensville and they wanted to call it Mudville M- Mudville but they couldn't legally for some reason. So yeah. I think it has to do with the whole, uh, um, the the whole poem, the Mudville, you know, at you know, what's this uh, Casey at the Bat poem, baseball poem. Anyways, it's a famous poem. Oh, okay, but uh, anyways, we're sidetracked here. So, okay, we gotta... got a got narrow in on the yeah. So so we also have, I guess the uh, the two girls were called Penny and Jenny. Okay, the two nameless girls. I don't remember them. Being I don't remember their names name. ever being called that. But in the credits, they're credit okay, is penny as Penny. Maybe it. they were called. I just don't. I, I just. I, I don't know. But anyways, and you know the ones that went on to be courageous and have three kids each. Yeah. Each. Yes, because I guess it was a kind exactly of a three. At, at least, at least it three. wasn't. At least they didn't say something like two point five kids or something. Right. Because I, <laughs> I don't know how you have half a kid. Yeah. But um, but then you have Tarkel The character that bothers me the most in the movie, which we kind of talked about already, but you know, the one that says you're, he's a your stereotypical token black character. Mm-hmm. And it's been a while since I saw the first Sandlot. I don't remember the black kid in that movie. If he had a decent character, or he was written well or not, but this character, it just seems like he was an afterthought. It's like, let's get a, let's get a, a black kid with an Afro and put him in the movie. That's all they did. I mean, it was like, they're, and, and have him say solid a few times. And also, and, and give the black power, you know, uh, fist. Did he know. do that? Yeah, yeah. He, oh, my God. Yeah, I... yeah, yeah. He gave the black power fist and went solid uh, at the uh, same time. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> I don't know. He, he did it. He did it at least. It was like at least two or three times, I was counting, in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Wow. I know it was at least twice in the t- first 20 minutes of the movie. And I
0: know he kept talking about. Uh, when, when, um, what's the Durango kid's name? First name? Uh, David. David. When David, um, <laughs> first met Haley and was going to try to talk to her, but he was too shy. And then she ends up leaving. And then, uh, then they, they write up and say, hey, what's the school place? Go to the Sandlot. And then, and then he's like, oh, she, she's liberated. And he, keep, he kept using that word, liber- yeah. like three different times. Like, I told you she's liberated. Her mom, her mom has Miss Magazine. What, Miss Magazine? Miss Magazine, that's the magazine that Gloria Steinem
1: edits or whatever. Yeah, and and, and that was the second name drop of Gloria yeah, Steinem. Was, it's like, that's
0: what I'd say. I think he like I think he just looked up the word feminism. And then and <laughs> Gloria Steinem's name her, name, her name popped up he's like, Okay, I'll just throw her name in the He, movie he, he
1: read her Wikipedia page. Yeah, I, think and, um...
0: what I mean that's what it sounds like. <laughs> and then he Oh it says Miss Magazine. Okay, I'll I'll make I'll just make a quick reference to that. Because, like, just the whole, like, liberated, like, like these, like, buzzwords that, like, were, they were thrown around in the 70s, but they were, like, they were thrown around by, like, college, like, 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 ultra-liberal yeah. college professors. Well, they weren't just regular people saying... No, and, I mean, it's, like,
1: it's, it's like when you, when you see in a movie, like, where everybody's using, like, the cool slang or the cool whatever, you know, it's like your average kid, 12-year-old kid, isn't going to be using solid or... Right, name dropping Gloria Steinem. <laughs> right, I mean, I'm sure there, you know, there's instances of that happening, but two kids in the same group of kids right. mentioning Gloria Steinem, and they're not at all connected to each other. No, and and they're, they're different scenes. Yeah,
0: and they're completely from different like families, so they're not. They don't even hang out with each other. Just totally, no.
1: yeah, on their own. No, I just don't it's, see that. I mean, and and how many? I mean, my my thing is, it's like. If you're going to make references here in the 70s, you know, why don't we talk about the Brady Bunch or the or uh or Partridge family or something that is more popular to kids. Right. I mean, you know, to actual kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're a fake made up version of what you think. Yeah. Kids cause like, you know, when uh when she called the guy a male chauvinist pig, he's like, that's what my mom calls my dad. I'm like, what? where where did you guys live? Do you like guys live like in a group community where like everyone is like, like a commune or something like yes. that? I mean, that would make sense that I can get that because everyone has the same teacher or philosophy
1: or whatever. I mean, but I like, I didn't grow up in the San Fernando Valley. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe, what it's like there.
0: Maybe it is. I, maybe, you know, maybe they like got into the rajish stuff before it became popular. I don't know. And then
1: they just. I, I don't know. And it's just. Not really. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, I don't, I, I don't get that. I mean, and my thing is too, and plus these kids that love baseball and it's during the summer, never mention a baseball player. Right. If you're talking pop culture things that you want to reference, you know, like no mention of any of the, you know, Dodgers that are playing because that would be the team they'd be in, into because they're in Southern California yeah. probably and one of the kids is wearing an LA hat. And it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like, my thing is, it's like when, when I was, when I was a kid, I used to have a little wiffle ball league in my backyard, which mm-hmm. consisted of me and my friend Carl. And I'm going to emphasize that again. <clears throat> it was a league that consisted of me and my friend Carl. Oh, just two people. I my friend Carl Welch, if you're listening. Hi, how's it going? Um, anyways, <laughs> we, we we set up a whole system or whatever where we were every team in the major leagues. <laughs> He was half of them, I was half of them, or at least in the, I we were at least the in the American League or whatever like that, but you know, he was half of them, I was half of them, and we, and we knew, we, we collected baseball cards, and we knew, and we played in the backyard, I mean that's the closest thing to like a Sandlot type of deal that we had, but I mean there was only two boys in my neighborhood, so that's why it was just Carl and I. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, uh, but anyways, my thing is, is when we would talk, we would mention the names of players that were on the Yankees or the Tigers or whatever team we're pretending that we're playing you know we, we we'd we pretend like oh coming up to bat is you know Alan Trammell or whatever you know something like that we'd mention a player these kids don't even talk about baseball Mm-mm. and I know the movie's not about baseball but it just seemed weird to me that they didn't bring up any baseball player players uh though um the uh the ex- exasperated uh, coach of the little league, the bad boy little league team, was uh, was um, Steve Garvey, who is a famous uh, major league baseball player back oh. in the day. Yeah, so his little cameo in there too. I'm wondering if that cost them money too. That might have been where some of the budget of this film went. Yep. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's interesting. Just interesting film um few little uh bits of like um trivia here before we ra- before we wind down here about this as the uh th- these are these are some of the things that are wrong with the movie like some and, <laughs> s- some uh a- acronyms and stuff like that um the uh as the model of the space shuttle flies over the city it goes over a footlocker the movie takes place in 1972 footlocker did not exist until 1974 um okay. The model of the uh, space shuttle includes a rust-colored external fuel tank. In the early flights of the space shuttle, the tank was painted white. Most likely, if any models existed during development of the shuttle, that would have had a tank painted white. Those are just simple, you know, little things. When the kids were first upset that the girls were at the sandlot, one of the boys asked another boy, Are you on crack? movie so take set this this movie is set in 1972 but crack was unknown to most people until 1981. yeah that's a little bit so' crazy. For so yeah that there's there's a few there's a few uh little I, I I always like it when you're having a movie that is set in a time period the little things that people get wrong like if you have you know the wrong kind of shoes on or the wrong hat or the wrong car or whatever but these are things that are just right in the dialogue or the or, you know, they're prop things, you know, that yeah. could have been easily researched and fixed. Like Foot Locker not existing until 1974.
0: Yeah. What about the Nike part? When the, David puts on this Nike shoe, was, was Nike
1: around? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, dude. Nike. Take... Kick it out. <laughs> <It's a car. laughs> that, that, so, so tell us more about that movie, Matt. Uh, kick it out?
0: I don't remember much. <laughs> I remember. our we sure it wasn't a dream? I'm. I'm pretty sure that the kid was in it and that he liked to eat snacks. And
1: then there's part where they had to uh, actually do some sneak somewhere. So 1972 would have been <laughs> the first year that the, that the company was called Nike. Oh, okay. Prior to that, it was Blue Ribbon Sports. Okay. I remember watching a documentary about this, but I just looked it up on Wikipedia. I'm not going to say that I knew that off the top of my head, folks, because we just killed time to have me look it up. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't take credit for Wikipedia for,
0: yeah, what Wikipedia tells kick it out by
1: heart. See, I told you it was, a. I I believe that's a song. I I've actually <laughs> seen heart in concert. So I know this, um, one of the first concerts I ever went to as a kid was a heart concert. It was hard and cheap trick. Awesome. That's a great, I, I
0: could have sworn it. I've not seen anything. I maybe it was a dream. I couldn't <laughs> that there was a movie The Big Green. That's Yeah, God. I've heard of that movie. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't It was called The Big Green, I was wrong. But Okay. But But they did have that song in the movie. They had the song Kick It Out. I don't know why I
1: thought it was called Kick It Out. But Well you probably would have thought it was called that because the song was And then here's a picture of it. Yeah, I, 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 I have heard of that movie. I don't think I've seen it. Very
0: sad that he had to subject himself to that. Yeah, type of gimmicky stuff,
1: but hopefully they paid him decent amount of cash. I'm sure for it. I'm sure. Anyway, so would you recommend this movie, Sandlot Two? Do you think this? Okay, here's a better question: Was this sequel necessary? No. Do you think the sequel was just a cash grab? Yes. I don't
0: think that she needed to write. I don't. Th- yeah. I don't think so because there was nothing that he added of any value other than the character of Haley. That was like if he wanted yeah. a sequel where it was about a girls' team <laughs> or a girl, yeah. let's say who's trying to stand up against prejudice and wants to play baseball, and then she proves everyone wrong that says that girls can't play baseball, something yeah. like that. But
1: we already saw that movie. It was called The Bad News Bears. Right. It was a good movie. Yeah, I'm just saying. And, you, you, know. you know, they they bring <laughs> Seen your... it a couple times because in, in a TV series. <laughs> then they made a remake. Yeah, that's and... the same. We saw it a couple times and the TV oh, series. Did, yeah, because yeah, they had a, you know the the remake with Billy Bob Thornton speaking <laughs> right. bad Santa. But, but anyways, yeah. up... so they brought that character
0: in, but then she then that didn't even become her character after that. It was just like just she was just now oh, just a character. I was like, oh okay, so she that became a typical
1: girl love interest.
0: To the yeah, I mean that could have been a nice you know. Thing, but then, you
1: know, it was, it was, I mean, and know oh, that was the other thing at the end I found really weird. It's like they went together all through high school and then they broke up and then they 10 years after college ran into each other again. And he was still afraid to talk to girls and, um, not saying that that's not true, but, um, but then, <laughs> but, but then, but then it's like, you're supposed to say, will you marry me? And then they got married that's a weird way to propose
0: to somebody that you haven't seen in over 10 years. Yeah. I mean, mean, that's weird. Like
1: you just show up. I mean, how much of life has, I mean, has she not dated anybody else in 10 years? Has he not dated anybody else in 10 years? Have, you know, by that time If you think about it, 10 years after college, you're like in your thirties. Right. Um, you're pretty well established in life by most people. Most people are. I mean, I wasn't. But um, well, the
0: uh, <laughs> well, I'm just saying. So they 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 met. How do they meet? For one thing, and like, was it an intentional meeting or did they just run into each other? Because if they just ran into each other, it makes the whole situation much more weird. So t- that t- just t- seems me, creepy. If you should, if you meet someone that you haven't seen ten years for ten years after college, which we don't even know if it was just if- ten years or
1: just ten years after college i mean like 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 if if one of my girlfriends from high school came up to me like 10 years ago or right now even and you didn't say anything and i didn't say anything and i just saw them and i'm like whatever you know and i'm just dumbfounded or whatever and then she the first thing out of her mouth is you're supposed to say will you marry me i would be like um what like i'd be like girl I've, i've had a life here um i don't know what's going on with you you could be psycho. You could have right. killed four people yesterday. Right. And I don't know that. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess that was his way of trying to be
0: romantic. But again, I think the guy doesn't really know how to write. I mean, I know he, he knows how to write, but I just I don't know how to I mean, explain it. like he has written other
1: things. Um, I really shouldn't be trash talking. No, I mean, I mean, he's, I have nothing against the guy. It's just. He didn't write the third movie in the series. Oh, really? The time travel one? Yeah, I, which which I really want to see soon. I haven't. Yeah. I, I saw it once before a long time ago, probably when it first came out. Um, that one might be more fun to
0: watch, even if it is bad. But yeah, it might would be more fun because it time travel is
1: involved in a plot yeah. movie. So we'll maybe we'll cover that on the next up ep- and on the episode following this one. Um, yeah, but David Mickey Evans, um, the uh. The writer of this. The writer and director. He's uh he he wrote the movie Radio Flyer before he did Sandlot. Oh,
0: okay.
1: He actually he actually had started to direct it. I had read read somewhere, and um the studio was not happy with it, so they brought in Richard Donner to finish the movie. Mm-hmm. Um but then the first movie he directed officially was The Sandlot. Then he directed the First Kid, starring Sinbad.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he directed Beethoven's Third. Oh, God. And Beethoven's Fourth. Oh. <laughs> he did uh, National Lampoon's Barely, Barely Legal, some movie called Wilder Days, did The Sandlot 2, did a movie called The Final Season, which is another uh, baseball movie. He uh directed the movie Ace Ventura Pet Detective Jr. Oh. And uh some other things. But as far as the writing goes, he actually he wrote he wrote the Ace Ventura movie. Okay. Um he gets a writing credit on Sandlot heading home, which is the third Sandlot movie, but uh he didn't write it at all. He just created the characters. Mm. Um he wrote the screenplay for Mickey Donald goofy the three musketeers movie he wrote the screenplay for the the baseball matt leblanc monkey movie called ed
0: Mm. (laughs) that was actually one of my favorite movies when i was a kid (laughs) i
1: watched that constantly see i was like a senior in high school when that came out so that was kind of i never saw that
0: that's why i became obsessed with chocolate bananas because that's what the monkey was always eating was chocolate and I was trying to figure out how to freeze them without making
1: them taste like crap didn't work but yeah he, he he also wrote um tv movie uh journey to the center of the earth okay with uh it's one that features tim russ from uh star trek uh voyager and I'm not recognizing any other name in the cast here uh some hit and misses. Hit hit and misses. I mean, you know, hey, you got sometimes you gotta take but the work if you know my thing is is regardless of anything else he did, Sandlot, the first Sandlot yeah. is a classic. It is. I mean, I personally don't hold it up as high as most people, but then again, in ninety three I was like I was like in a freshman in high you school. You were like fifteen or fourteen at yeah, times. So. so I was kinda older, so it never it was never like that, you know. It, it's not like, um, I don't know, like the Princess Bride or uh or Star Wars or something like that, where it was a movie that I saw a lot as a kid, or Spaceballs. That was the one I I watched a lot as a kid. I don't know. It's it's, but where but as far as like coming of age movies, I'm trying to think of anything that would be on the same par as that because like when I was a kid, there were only, I mean. I guess a lot of people would go to Goonies, but I never watched Goonies because that was like right before my time, sort of. I mean, it was, it was still within my time, but I was never a fan of Goonies. I, it, it's not that I, speaking of Richard Donner, he directed that. Anyways, um, but <laughs> who else read, uh, but Radio Flyer, I liked. Yeah, Radio but, Flyer was But But, but that but, movie. but that was still a little bit when I was older. So that was like 92, yeah. I think. Yeah, it was like right before Sandlot. And, uh, but I don't know if I ever had like a coming of age kids movie that I watched, you know, like, like Sandlot that actually resonated with me. There, there probably was one that I'll think of later, but I never held it up on that uh, pedestal that a lot of people do. Cause I mean, a lot of people, they, they have these movies like, like that, or like some people at the Goonies, some people have, you know, I guess maybe for me it was E.T. or something, maybe. It was probably my uh, movie that was like a kind of coming of age kid sort of movie. I don't know. Huh. It's hard to say because I don't know. E. T. was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. That's a good one. My brother saw that too in theaters. I saw Sandlot in theaters with my dad and brother. Yeah, I So that was I honestly don't think I saw Sandlot until I was in my twenties. Oh, okay. So it never really yeah <laughs> resonated with me. So I mean I, I, I respect the movie and I think it's a great movie as a great coming of age kids movie. But it's it's hard to hard to put it up on a pedestal for me. It's not like one of the my sacred cows when it comes to movies. Yeah, but um, I understand the reverence that people have for it, and so making a sequel is something that a lot of people are going to have be slapped in the face with. It's it's kind of like I don't know. There's a lot of movies where they make direct-to-video sequels, and I'm like, why the hell did they do that? You know, probably most of the time, honestly, but. <laughs> But and I felt kind of the same way with this one. But I have this weird fascination with sequels, and I actually I liked this movie. If the first one didn't exist, it would be a lot better. But it was so similar to the first one right. that it was it was it was a retread that wasn't really necessary. I mean, putting it in the '70s was cool, adding the women's lib girl aspect to it, but not the over the top Gloria Steinem stuff. But, um, it had enough differences to make it a unique enough movie, but it was still basically the same plot, and I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody, but if if you, like you said at the beginning of the show, like, if, if, if your TV's off and that's not enjoyable for you, and for some reason the only DVD you have is this movie, and, uh, there's... No access to the internet or any other kind of entertainment? In other words, if it's if it's like I am
0: legend and you're Will Smith's character, but instead of having like D V R of Shrek or a bunch of other movies, you only have the Sandlot 2, then I guess that's where you're gonna be stuck watching for the
1: rest yeah. of your life. I mean he was so, he was lucky in the fact that he got to go to that video store and oh, movies all the time in that movie.
0: That's I mean, yeah, so he got lucky yeah. with that. But yeah. if you're that character and you and you only had that to watch
1: I guess that'd be all right. Yeah. I mean, if we're trapped on a desert island with a with a with a TV with a built in DVD player that has uh, Sandlot Two stuck in it,
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, be, watch it. I just feel sad for the people who's coming of age he is to Sandlot Two. Like, if like like two kids or two guys are just talking about, like, yeah, you remember, you remember when we were twelve, we watched Sandlot Two together that one summer every day.
1: I mean, there are Cause... some people that do that. Like my, I mean. I mean, I know people like, like, okay, it's kind of like what, what you want to, what you attach to. Like I've listened to, uh, the, the, the podcast, how did this get made? Um, sometimes in, um, um, June, Diane Rayfield on there, they did an episode about Grease too. Mm-hmm. She liked it better than Grease because when she was a kid, she only had a couple movies and one of them was Grease too. Mm-hmm. And so that movie that you watch over and over again, it's, it's kind of like, um, which is kind of funny because the opposite effect happened to me with the original Grease. My sister had that tape and watched it and listened to the soundtrack over and over again. I began to absolutely hate Grease (laughs) with a passion. So then when she actually did get Grease 2, I got excited too. So kind of like I had the opposite reaction to the first movie that she had to the second movie. So so I actually did have a similar reaction to the second movie. I was like, oh, it's something different. (laughs) But like, you know, when I was a kid, we didn't have that many movies. You know, we had like a we had a VHS of stuff we recorded off of TV where we had, like, Mr. Destiny. And, um, oh, that that was the other one. My my sister loved Three Men and a Little Lady. Not Three Men and a Baby, but Three Men and a Little Lady. Yeah. And that was on that tape that we had, like, Mr. Destiny, Three Men and a Little Lady. Yeah. And I can't remember, there's some third movie. I'm familiar with the VHS tapes and that movie. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and she 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 watched that one over and over again. And honestly, I think I like it more than the first one only because I saw it more. It kind of just got indoctrinated in my head. It's like when you like a song just because you've heard it more. Like like if, like if there's a song on top 40 radio and they play it enough, eventually you know you know all the lyrics and you start to sing along. Doesn't necessarily mean the song's good. Right? It just means that you've heard. Well, Three Men and the Little Lady
0: that was terrible for me because during that time, my aunt was obsessed with like spirits and like haunted Ohio stuff mm-hmm. or whatever. And like, she had, I guess heard this theory, this is pre-internet, by the way, that, that wasn't three men and a baby.
1: No, three men, and the little lady, the one I'm talking about too. That, no, there's a haunting in the three men. There's a supposed haunting in the three men and a baby. I've never heard about one.
0: Three men oh, well, I basically about what, what I was told them was about. Someone was supposed to be hanging from a, like a ghost that would, like, they would hunt themselves, like some kid that was in the background, but it was supposed to be a spirit. It
1: wasn't supposed to be a, a real human. It was like a, a... Yeah, because what what I heard, there was, a, there was in the first movie that there was supposed to be, like, a ghost or something in the background of one of the scenes, but it turned out that when you slowed down the footage and everything... Like That's that, what it was, it, yeah. It, it was... Uh, it, it's in the first okay. movie. Yeah, it was yeah and it was, uh, it was actually just a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson. Oh, God. And, but that freaked me yeah. out, because I was like a little kid... Because his character was an actor, and he had a cardboard cutout. Oh, okay. And it was in the background right of the scene, so it looked like a ghost in the shot. But it was proven later to okay. be a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson. So, yeah. And this was pre-internet, too. Yeah. So these, these things still but, use well, the it's, it's, cycle. Yeah, I mean, we should do an episode where we cover stuff like this. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have the whole, like, the hanging thing, too. You did have the, the supposed Munchkin hanging himself in the background of Wizard of uh-huh. Maybe
0: that's where I got confused. Can,
1: yeah. Transposed yeah. to or something. Yeah. But anyways, um, um, just be sure to follow us on Facebook and all that good stuff. Um, Anything else you want to say, Matt? Nope. All right. Have a good one, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real
0: 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of MetaHuman Affairs. This one is a story... All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of MetaHuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right
1: now.